It is Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you may be and how, whichever device you may be using to listen to the show, you're rocking and rolling with the baddest crew in the building, the show that's got that fire, that heat, talking your crimson tide, that being in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown. Alabama Magazine. We're bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham. Streaming this to you on YouTube. You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button right now. Smash subscribe. Hit the like button. Let's get those likes up right now. Make this your show, your network platform channel and space to talk Bama. Turn all of those post notifications on. Hit that little bell so that way you miss absolutely nothing when it comes to your Bama football program also got you covered on Facebook and Twitter as well. Streaming to you the show. Got a lot to dive into, a lot to discuss. Got two awesome guests coming up later on. My man Alex Barth covering the New England Patriots for 98.5 The Sports Hub. Talking some Mac Jones. Then I got my man Chris Franklin covering the Philadelphia Eagles for NJ.com. Talking Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and how explosive can this offense really be with one Jalen Hurts? And I want to hear from you guys tonight. You can do that by calling 205-448-1358. Number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. That daily Super Chat Go $75. Appreciate all of you for the support on your end. Then we're getting it right now. Topic number one of the conversation, John Ivory, the transfer portal, the transfer portal, that transfer portal is, Coach, is Alabama looking at another receiver? That is the question going on right now. Is Coach Saban looking at another receiver out of that portal? And the receiver that I'm referring to is Jordan Addison, uh, the young man from Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh, who put his name uh, in the portal on Tuesday. Uh, There were strong rumors that he would put his name in the portal from several various media outlets and people, and the rumors were geared toward uh, major NIL opportunities. Now, USC, the Trojans were the rumored destination for Addison, but what's happening here, a, a latest report has come out that the, the young man has been working out with Bryce Young in California. He's in Cali catching passes from Bryce Young, running routes with Bryce Young, working out with the Alabama quarterback and the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, and this got all Alabama fans going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, he's working out with Bryce Young, is this another one, is this another guy coming to the Crimson Tide, I mean, you know Bryce Young, not a bad recruiter, is Bryce Young actively recruiting this young man to Tuscaloosa, is this another elite receiver coming to Bryant-Denny Stadium, so Alabama fans already trying to figure out, okay, What is this right here? Because it could be absolutely nothing, but at the same time, it could very much so be something, seeing as Young and Addison both uh, working out together in California. Now, just on Jordan Addison, the six-foot, 175-pounder, was the Fred Belitnikoff Award winner a season ago. The award goes to the top wide receiver in college football, and 
Addison uh, became the third Pitt Panther to win the honor, joining Larry Legend, Larry Fitzgerald, 2003, and Antonio Bryant in 2000. Addison, 100 catches for 1,593 yards. He had 18 total touchdowns, 17 touchdown receptions, and he was the primary reason why Kenny Pickett got drafted in this latest venue by the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Addison, in terms of just the receiver, really good receiver, he's got the burst, got the hands, got the speed, got the quickness, got the explosiveness, Really, really, really big-time playmaker. So, as a receiver, he's good. As a receiver, he's talented. But there's a half the fan base going, do we really need this one? Uh, especially with the fleet of receivers Alabama's already gotten in Tuscaloosa when you discuss two transfers in Jermaine Burton and Tyler Harrell, and then plus all of the recruited talent like Treshawn Holden, Ja'Cory Brooks, Tyu Jones-Bell, Christian Leary, JoJo Earl, Kendrick Law, uh, Aaron Anderson in the summer, Isaiah Bond, Chas Preston, uh, Kobe Prentice. So uh, a lot of fans are going, I mean, it's cool to dominate the transfer portal, especially if Alabama's able to get Addison. It's cool, but do we really need this one? I mean, if this was a tight end, yes, need a tight end. Need some help with Cameron too. Bring the tight end in here. If this was an offensive lineman, yes, we need as many, as many offensive linemen as possible. Bring the offensive lineman in here. If this was a defensive tackle, a nose guard, yes, bring that player. But when you already have a fleet of Lamborghinis, Maseratis, Bugattis, Teslas, BMWs, Mercedes-Benz, at wide receiver already at your disposal. Do you really need another guy? Because this is where a lot of fans start to wonder, if you bring in an Addison, do you risk? Do you want to risk losing one of the recruits that shows you first? Or one of the players that shows you first, because you, you gotta, you, you gotta think. If Addison comes in here, you could potentially lose two or three receivers to the portal. I mean, if Addison comes in here, you know, does Tyu Jones Bell stay? If Addison comes in here, you gotta wonder what becomes the move of, of, of a guy like, like a Treshawn Holden. What becomes his move? Like, if you, if you bring Addison in here, it's cool, it's fun, it's good, but do you really? need another receiver in here but for me going back to coach Nick Saban I just continue to reiterate this coach Saban at the in the national championship game against Georgia Jamison Williams got hurt no other receiver had that type of separation ability that type of elite separation to get away to free himself from DBs and the way that J-Mo could do. And when he gets hurt, you look around and you don't see guys with that type of elite separation. And you think to yourself, I do not want to put myself in that spot again. And that's that's, that's the reason why Coach Saban is, uh, is making this move happen. Also, also if, you, if, if Alabama was to get Addison, this could be Saban going, okay, after losing J-Mo, Mechie, and Slade Bolden to the NFL draft, a lot of people are questioning, uh, 
you know, do I have enough in the receiver room to get it done? Can the wide is the wide receiver room that I already have is that room elite? Is that room special? Can that room get it done there with Bryce Young? And that was part of the reason why you go out there and you get a Jermaine Burton. You go out there and you get a Tyler Harrell, guys with experience, guys that have explosive playmaking abilities. But if you go out there and you get a Jordan Addison too, then that just adds more onto the table of, uh, you know, uh, after losing, you know, those three guys to the draft, got to get more speed, got to get more explosives, got to get more dynamic play in here. So I can see that being a reason. Uh, Saban looking at after losing guys to the NFL, getting guys in here with more experience at that position. However, I can also look at this angle. Uh, Saban knows this year coming up is Bryce Young's final season. You got so many draft prognosticators having him listed as the number one, potentially the number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft. This is probably Nick Saban thinking, okay, let me stack the deck full with nothing but talent to help Bryce not only win a national championship as a starting quarterback, but also become the first player since Archie Griffin out of Ohio State in 1974 and 1975 to go back-to-back Heisman trophies here. And then along with that helping, you know, Bryce be the number one overall pick here in the 2023 draft venue. So that could also be a thing that from Saban is wanting, you know, Bryce to have all the talent that he can have, especially with this particularly possibly being, you know, his final season with the Crimson Tide. But if those two are not the reasons, then uh, it's kind of weird because, I mean, like I said, if this was a uh, offensive lineman, cool. Bama fans would not have, that much to say about it. Welcome on in, offensive line, and all the help we can get up front. If this was tight end, cool. You know, a guy that could help out with Cameron Latou. If this was a defensive tackle, somebody on the defensive line, cool. Need somebody that can affect the quarterback, collapse the pocket, stuff the run game, you know, be that guy in the middle that just disrupts everything for opposing offenses. But because this is a receiver, in the news, working with one uh, Bryce Young. It's, it'd be cool to get him. It'd be cool to have him. But does Alabama really need another wide receiver? But we're going to go to a break right here, folks, on the show. Don't touch that dial. When we get back, I want to get your thoughts here. Your thoughts, your opinions, your ideas. Uh, do, do you feel like it'll be good if Alabama were to bring in Jordan Addison here from the transfer portal. We get to you, the fans, after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama team paper. 
which is a video yearbook they put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com slash Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion and... Ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes, making memories from scratch. Hey, Stephen, it's Jamie Wilhelm. I know uh, I don't normally call in. Hey, I wanted to ask you a question. Maybe you could address it on the thing tonight. Um, I know there's a cutoff date to enter the transfer portal, but once you enter the transfer portal before May, May on or before May 1st, is there a drop dead date that you have to declare what school you're going to by a certain date? With this Addison guy, that's why I'm wondering. I know he's entered he entered the transfer portal before honored before May 1st, but I'm wondering is there a date that he has to decide by on what in terms of what school he's going to go to? Appreciate Jamie Wilhelm for that thought right there on uh, Jordan Addison. Now, I know the deadline to get in the portal was May the 1st. That's the deadline to get in uh, if you want to immediately go somewhere and play without having the waiver and be immediately eligible. Now, Jordan Addison hopped in the portal on Tuesday, that being the 3rd. So, he missed the deadline. Now, I don't know if there's a deadline for him to be at a particular school, but if he goes to, if he chooses his school, he may need a waiver. And this is according to several reports, several stories and articles that I've read, whether this has come from Yahoo Sports or ESPN or even the NCAA itself, because Addison hit the portal two days after the deadline, he can still choose his school, but in terms of being immediately eligible to play, he would have to have a waiver. So that's that right there on Jordan Addison. Appreciate Jamie Wilhelm for that thought right there. We're back in from the break on the hottest show on the streets. You're talking your Crimson Tide. Stephen M. Smith in my own words. John Ivory in the production studio. We got some super chats to get to. So how about my man L. Bug in the house? Lionel Harris with that 499. The super chats appreciate Lionel and Jamie Wilhelm. With that 499 to his own credit, that daily super chat gold, $75. Appreciate all of you. But we go on the phone lines to grab your calls. The call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. We grab this call here. You're live on the show. How are you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Steve, this is Lionel. You know where I'm calling from, and you know why I'm calling. I know where you're calling from, man. My man right now calling from Indianapolis. What's going on, Lionel? I'm doing good, Steve. I just want to say when it comes to Alabama getting another wide receiver, I'm, I'm just going to say one thing, and I'm going to leave you alone. Okay. It's like baked chicken. <laughs> who don't like chicken? Tell me who don't like chicken, Steve. I don't, man, man, I don't know who don't like chicken, man. I guess chicken haters. I don't, I don't know. 
Hey, appreciate that call that coming from Lionel right there. Appreciate that right there. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name. Where you calling from? What's going on, Steve Elijah here from Jersey? How you feeling, man? Doing great, man. And yourself? Oh man, I'm doing good. You know, just uh, chiming into your show. I'm going to leave a little comment about the, this Jordan Addison, and uh, I never seen this this guy play a, a day in my life. But it goes back to what you said and you've been saying. Saban ain't going into the portal to grab guys just to sit them on the bench, you know. And um, for them to be on Saban's radar, that means they must be and or must proven that they are a quality player, good player or somebody that's worthy to be in an Alabama uniform. But it also tells me one thing is that maybe that wide receiver room isn't as shored up as we all thought as fans think it, think it is, you know, um, maybe he sees something that's missing. Maybe he's seen some inconsistencies. And the only thing I could, I could think of is, you know, Alabama has been truly, Steve, truly blessed at the receiver pit position for the last five years, you know, even before that when Amari Cooper was there. Um, this year, they're truly stripped to the bone. If you, if you, if you look at it, you, know, you don't have a Jamison Williams. You don't have a John Mechie coming back. Um, even the years before, you don't have, like, a, a Devontae that's left over from that elite class with – um, Henry Ruggs and all those guys, um, um, Jalen Waddle. You don't have anybody in that room that can sit back and say, I have a good connection with the QB. I don't, you know, there's nobody there that can say, I caught 40, 50 passes last year. You know, the only one is, is, is pretty much the, the tight end can say, you know, we got good chemistry. You know, but no other receiver on that team. I mean, just think about it. Slave Bolden even left. You know, that receiver core is brand spanking new. I mean, Brooks played a little bit, you know, uh, at the tail end of the season. But who has that chemistry with uh, with the QB? No one. And it hasn't been like that for years at Alabama, if you think about it. You know, um, it's always been a leftover receiver that has had that chemistry with the QB. And maybe, you know, Saban is sitting there saying, you know what, we need to be deeper because these guys haven't showed me that it factor. They haven't showed me that this is the go-to guy. Last year with, with Jamison Williams, you know, Jamison Williams, he, he showed out. You know, let's, let's be honest. He, nobody expected that man to have the year he did. He came in and ball one and done at Bama. Now, if he was coming back, I don't think all these receivers would be coming in like that. But everybody now, nobody's well. I like what I like to call nobody's battle tested as far as this receivers group. So <clears throat> I think Saban sees something, and he knows he has to go out and get this guy uh, to try to complete and shore up this receivers class. But uh, let me know what you think about that, Steve. Appreciate that call that come from my man Elijah from Jersey. And good thoughts right there. Good points right there, absolutely. And uh, we, we, when you look back, when we look at it, Alabama has become 
the plays for transfer receivers. People want to know, can I be the next Jamison Williams? Jamo coming over from Ohio State you know, last year, you know, two years with the Buckeyes, when he had 15 catches, 266 yards, and three touchdowns. And one year at Alabama, he explodes, 79 catches, you know, 1,572 yards, and 15 scores, setting you no know, single season marks there in terms of the statistics for for Alabama so other guys look at Jermaine Burton's thinking can I have that Jamison Williams type year Tyler Harrell let me come in maybe I can have that Jamison Williams type year who knows while he's working out with Jordan Addison Bryce Young's probably whispered in Addison's year in Addison's ear hey bro you come with me to Tuscaloosa you can maybe have that Jamison Williams type year so J-Mo popped the top on a lot of this for transfers to come to Alabama. And a good point made by Elijah in a sense of Coach Saban probably is. He maybe is looking around going, okay, who has shown me that it factor of the receivers that I have recruited uh, as freshmen coming to Alabama? And nobody has yet shown me that it factor that they, they've shown me maybe spurts. They may they may be showing it to me in flashes, but nobody has yet to consistently show me, hey Coach Saban, you recruited me. I said yes to you from the jump. I'm the it factor. So Saban has to now go out here in this portal and find guys that are already proven in college football. Now does this mean Addison comes all the way in? That remains to be seen, but it's very interesting seeing how he's out there in California with Bryce Young, and they're both working out together. So I'm going to continue to follow uh, this storyline here. But guys, shout out the man Jimmy, the bad man Clay. Jimmy Clay, our man dropping in that $12 donation. The Super Chats appreciate the love there coming from him. We're going to actually go to a quick topic here, and that goes to John Mechie and Mechie, very popular wide receiver right now. He's now in two professional leagues. He's now in the NFL and the CFL. Mechie, a uh, native of Brampton, Canada. He was second rounder, number 44 overall in the NFL draft, the Houston Texans. But then in the seventh round, at pick 59, he goes to the CFL, to the BC Lions. So whenever Mechie's done playing, pro ball in the NFL, he can go back home north of the border because the BC Lions have his rights in the CFL. So I think that's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool there for Mechie. National champion in 2020, two-time John Cornish Trophy Award winner. And the John Cornish Trophy goes to the Canadian student athlete that's the most outstanding player in college football. So Mechie won that twice, national champion, two-time SEC champion in 2020 and 2021. So Mechie carved out a, a nice career in Tuscaloosa, but he is in two uh, different football leagues in the NFL and the CFL. So big ups there. Best wishes to the one John Match. We're going to go to a break here right now on the show. Don't touch that down because when we get back, we have our two outstanding guests, Alex Barth, to talk Mac Jones and those New England Patriots and Chris Franklin to talk Jalen Hurts and those Philadelphia Eagles. We get to both gentlemen right after this. We do it. 
at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up, but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. All right, folks, we're back rocking in here from the break on a Wednesday hump day, number one form for your Bama football news. In my own words, or truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, my man John Ivory in the production studio. But right now we go to the In My Own Words hotline. We pick up our first of two amazing guests, the rock star in the building, covering those New England Patriots reporters, sports radio personality for 98.5 The Sports Hub. And he's got the lowdown on Mac 10, Mac Jones. That's none other than my man Alex Barth. Alex, what's going on, man? Glad to have you back, brother. Glad to be back. Good to have you. We kind of uh, missed the Alabama guys during the draft this year here. We got LeBron Ray as the UDFA, but that's it. I, I know, man, and, ho- and hoping LeBron Ray can carve him out a spot on this team for the Patriots. But, Alex, you look at this offseason for New England. You know, brought, uh, Mac Jones going into year two after setting some rookie records in his first season in New England. But he's got to go into year two without Josh McDaniels, who's been the longtime offensive coordinator, confidant there in New England, uh, the right-hand man, so to speak, to Bill Belichick. But McDaniels now with the Las Vegas Raiders, how much of a jump could Mac Jones make in year two, even without having Josh McDaniels next to him? I actually wonder if not having Josh McDaniels is going to help him because last year it really felt like he was fighting it at times. They, they were running the, the traditional Patriots offense. And I think now and some of the personnel moves they've made this offseason suggest this, they may sort of move towards the more Alabama spread offense that, Mac Jones ran so well down there. So I'm actually inter- really interested to see what they do. McDaniels had been here for 10 years, 16 the last 20. There really wasn't a lot changing in the offense. Now he's out. A lot of the offensive coaching staff went with him to Las Vegas. There's a lot of new minds in that room. I'm really interested to see if they change things up and ta- really tailor make this offense for Mac Jones, really truly build the playbook around Mac Jones' skill set. What's interesting here, Alex, is, is is watching the draft. I know the Patriots got Devontae Parker in free agency, getting him from the Miami Dolphins at receiver. But were you shocked at all by Belichick? After seeing what Mac did in year one, were you shocked at all by Belichick's move to not take a receiver in this draft, despite how deep this draft class was at that position? Well, they took Tyquan Thornton on day two, which some people saw as a reach. I actually think he's a really good fit for Mac. He, he reminds me a little bit of some of those receivers uh, Mac played with at Alabama, and just, like stylistically, right? So I think between Parker, between Thornton, he gets another year working with Kendrick Bourne, who I thought he, he the two of them just were phenomenal last year. 
and there's clearly chemistry there. Uh, I thought they helped Mac Jones in other ways. They shore up the offensive line with a couple of picks up front. The addition that I'm really excited about is Pierre Strong, the running back. Uh, New England loves to throw the ball to their running backs. They lost James White last year. We don't know if he's going to play this year, still kind of dealing with that injury. So I think getting Mac that, that running back option, that option to throw to out of the backfield is going to go a long way. They had good depth at wide receiver. I don't know if they have the top-tier talent you talk about, but I think their depth is pretty good. I, I, I think it was it made more sense to go in other directions, look for other ways to improve the offense and help Mac Jones, and I'd say that's what they did. If you're just checking out the show here on a Wednesday, we got my man, the legend right here, Alex Barth, covering the New England Patriots for 98.5, the Sports Hub. And, Alex, as we look at this offseason for Mac, I know he's becoming a pop culture figure now with him getting the name dropped there on Family Guy. That was really cool right there. But along with that, I mean, what have you seen this offseason that has you really excited for Mac in terms of your two, whether it's being him working out with receivers, him changing his diet, bulking up the body a bit more? I mean, what has got you excited about the offseason work that you know, Mac Teen has put in? So, again, I think just having a full offseason with these receivers, you know, when you're a draft pick, you don't get in until a little later in the program. And then remember, he didn't get the number one reps in training camp last year. That was all Cam Newton. So he's going to get his, his first full season, full training camp working with the ones. And I think you mentioned kind of his diet, too, and the way he's going about building his body. You see so many guys in year two just change their physical makeup, and they can really take over. You know, it can really change the way they play the game. Uh, I think a full year in an NFL weight program is going to do wonders for Mac. I'm excited to see what he looks like come mini camp and training camp. So, I, I would say those two things. There's a lot to be excited about. It's hard to narrow it down. Um, but those two things stand out to me. He is Alex Barth, ladies and gentlemen, covering the New England Patriots for 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston, breaking down Mac Jones year two. What can we expect to see from the former Alabama quarterback 2020 Heisman finalist? Alex, as always, man, we appreciate you taking time to be with us. You take care of yourself, my man. We'll see you soon. You too. Talk to you soon. Absolutely. Alex Barth right there. And now we go from one former Alabama quarterback to another former Bama quarterback. We do this by bringing on my man, Chris Franklin, covering the Philadelphia Eagles for NJ News, NewJerseyNews.com. Chris, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on, Steven, man? Good talking to you. Football is back, man. It's, it's back and it's fun being back talking about it. Absolutely. It's fun to have football back in action, man. And for, for the Eagles, a lot of Eagle fans were very excited. They were very pleased with this draft. A lot of people are high-fiving Howie Roseman, high-fiving Jeff Lurie, high-fiving Nick Sirianni, and whoever else I can high-five in that war room because instead of drafting a receiver, you go out, you get A.J. Brown in a trade from the Tennessee Titans. Brown and Jalen Hurts have a friendship stemming back to college. I mean, how big was this in your opinion? And do you see this as, the Eagles putting Jalen Hurts on the clock with them getting A.J. Brown. 
I think it is a little bit, especially, well, first off, I'll start with the acquisition of Brown. I think that was huge, especially when you just look at an offense that finished 25th in passing yards last per game last year with 200. I think when you look at now as you have, you add Brown to that offense, you already have Devonta Smith, you have tight end Dallas Goddard. Now you have a potential of an explosive offense that not only can stretch the field and keep safeties back, but also help out that run game now, which I think in, in essence was going to help Hurts as well too. So, Hertz has the weapons around him now to make this offense go, and it's just going to be a matter of make sure he proves and, and he makes his passes, he completes his passes, and he's an accurate passer. Now, with this offense here, Chris, you've got you've got Jalen Hurts, you've got Dallas Goddard, you've got A.J. Brown, you've got Devontae Smith, but just centered, and you also got Miles Sanders also as a running back, but centering this completely around Hurts, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown. Now, how electric can those three be together when you look at a Philadelphia team that Dallas lost a lot in the offseason, the Cowboys did, uh, the New York Giants kind of rebuilding, or definitely rebuilding, the Washington Commanders, you don't know what Carson Wentz is going to do over there. So with Hurts, Brown, Smith, how fun can this offense truly be? Well, it's huge now because this – just having Brown on the field, it frees up Devonta Smith because he was getting double teamed a lot last year because they didn't have really another receiving option besides Goddard. And the fact you have all three of them there now, teams can't just go game plan against one guy. You get more space for that offense to run. You're going to get Hurts to go more high percentage throws and, and basically yards after catch with both those guys. Both those guys, both Brown and Smith, are elusive in the open field. So it could be the potential of this team – Beforehand, and all they had to what they got knocked out in the wild card round last year. This team is actually a legitimate contender now to actually win the NFC East. If you're just tuning into the show, people, we got my man Chris Franklin covering the Philadelphia Eagles for NJ.com. And uh, so, Chris, when you look at just Jalen Hurts here, this is Howie Roseman, Jeff Laurie saying, Look, man, we believe in you. The people thought we would trade for Deshaun Watson, we didn't do that. People thought we would trade for uh, Russell Wilson. Didn't do that. People thought we would draft Malik Willis, the young man from Liberty. Didn't do that. We stuck with you. Not only that, we got you more help. We got you more weapons at the receiver position. But do you feel like Hurts can be that guy that can lead Philly to a deep playoff run, potentially to a Super Bowl? Can Jalen Hurts be that guy, especially now when it seems like the front office having that trust or instilling that trust in him? I think he's right now, I don't see him as a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but I think he's getting there to the point, or he's getting to the point where I think he can be one of the top four or five quarterbacks in the NFC right now. You see a lot, he brings a lot to the table. You can, everybody knows about his legs, but one thing that I think is going to be key for him is getting the experience. I mean, last year was his first full year as a starter, and, and he was getting used to the offensive system, which was a six straight – he went through six straight offensive systems during his time, like through college, always the pros. He even mentioned today when we had a chance to talk to him, the last time he actually was in the same system for back-to-back years was when his dad coached him in Channel View, Texas. So I think now that he's settled in, now that he knows the offense, I think he's going to get more comfortable. More comfortable. I think you'll start to see him make that big leap as a second-year starting quarterback to a point where I think they may be able, depending on the matchup, maybe they win around this year This year in the playoffs. I don't I don't see him getting like the NFC Championship game or anything, but I think he'll make a progression to be to make it tough for the Eagles to move on from him. 
Looking forward to seeing what Hurts does here for the Philadelphia Eagles, but it looks like Jeff Laurie, Howie Roseman got A.J. Brown in here, and Brown and Hurts just really excited to work together. But he is Chris Franklin breaking down the Eagles for NJ.com, NewJerseyNews.com, helping us out here on the show. Chris, my man, we appreciate you taking time to spend with us. You take care of yourself, brother. Be good. You too, man. Thank you very much for having me on. Absolutely. Always fun to talk Mac Jones, fun to talk Jalen Hurts, with two of the best doing it, that being Alex Barth from 98.5, the sports hub in Boston, and my man Chris Franklin covering the Eagles for NJ.com. We take a break here, folks. Don't touch that dab. When we get back, we return to you, grabbing your calls, your thoughts, your interactions, your discussions right after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Marvin Constant, all-SEC linebacker and 1999 SEC champion. You are listening to In My Own Words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll Tide. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We're back in pumping it out from the break on a Wednesday hump day. Number one ticket for your Crimson Tide. Football news in my own words. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown. Alabama Magazine. Appreciate all the donations here, all the likes, all the super chats, all the subscribing. Make sure you continue to hit that like button and subscribe. Make this your channel, your platform space to talk Bama football. And shouting out my man Jimmy Clay once again with that 50, this time 50. Dog, a donation right there in the Super Chats. Appreciate Jimmy the Batman Clay helping us out right there. Got to appreciate my guys, Alex Barth, covering the Patriots for 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston. Also, Chris Franklin covering the Philadelphia Eagles for NJ.com, NewJerseyNews.com. It's always good to get those updates on Mac Jones and Jalen Hurts. And Jimmy Clay with that $10 donation. JC is hot right now. Jimmy Clay, that daily Super Chat goal of $75 has been met. Appreciate you, the incredible outstanding fans here of Bama football. We go to the phone lines to grab your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. As you're getting your calls together here, we've got to go to this topic, and this is on one Eli Ricks. 
Alabama defensive back who is in Tuscaloosa. He has returned. He has returned after what took place on Sunday, the whole arrest in Mississippi and uh, the incident that happened with the speeding and the not, not providing the ins- no insurance on the car of a 2018 Mercedes-Benz and, of course, the marijuana that was involved. But he is back in Tuscaloosa, and Riggs was in the team photo shoot and took quite a few photos rocking the number seven jersey. So Riggs looks like he has put this whole thing behind him, and he is ready to show what he can do as a lockdown defensive back on the field, more than likely at one of two starting cornerback positions. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does, how he does, how he plays, because I've mentioned this before. If he can take what he did at LSU for 16 games in two seasons and bring it to Tuscaloosa in terms of creating turnovers, getting interceptions, housing a couple of pick sixes or housing a, one or, housing a pick six or two or few, uh, you know, getting those pass breakups, being a secure tackler. Now, if you were to bring uh, uh, him on a blitz one time or two and him get home with the quarterback, that'd be pretty fun right there. Just him taking that aggressive sound technique style that he brought, that he brings from LSU, he can have that in Tuscaloosa at Brian Denny for, for, uh, for the Crimson Tide. But that would be really, really good having a guy that could take away a whole side of the field, uh, really frustrate an opposing team's best wide receiver, help out whoever the other cornerback would be, help out the defensive line, the linebackers, and the two safeties back there. be really good to watch that. So we'll have my eyes on Mr. Riggs as he is back. He has made his return to the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. But we're going to actually go to our final break here on the show and touch that down because when we return, we'll get into, you know, Alabama had one defensive back taken in this recent draft. But next year's draft, we could see several DBs come off the board, including maybe multiple first-rounders. We'll talk about it right after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, we're back in here from the break of a number one ticket here for your Crimson Tide. 
Football News. Yours truly, Stephen Smith, John Ivor in the production studio. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine, bringing you the action right here. Before we get into the final topic of conversation, got to remind you of TDAWare.com. That's TDAWare.com. So for all of your fashion, clothing, swag, assault, drip, cultural needs here, check us out right now. TDAWare.com. The link in the description. Do your shopping right there. Get yourself set in summer workouts. Get yourself ready for my SEC Media Days in July. Get yourself ready by fall camp to cheer on your team, to cheer on your program, and you do it by rocking some hot TDA gear. You check out the link right there in the description. Show that support for Coach Saban. The University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But as we look at the defensive backs here for the Crimson Tide, Alabama had three guys pursue the draft this in this event. That would be Josh Job, Jagan Armour Davis, and Daniel Wright. Now, only one of those three young men got drafted, that being Jagan Armour Davis, a pick 119 to the Baltimore Ravens. Now, you have programs like LSU. Uh, LSU is a program. You've got Florida. You've got Ohio State that they always talk about. You know, we the real DBU. We putting DBs in the draft. We, we the real defensive back. We got number DBs. None, none, none but DBs. We DBU right here. And while all three of those teams like to stake a claim to DBU, Alabama in next year's draft can really do some damage here putting defensive backs in the league. And, and, and they can, Bama can actually put possibly multiple first-round picks in the draft from that position, depending on how these guys do in the coming fall. And if you look at the names on screen here, you know, Eli Ricks, he pops. He pops hard. That's a first-round pick for 2023. You look at Jordan Battle as a safety. People had him as a late first-rounder for this recent draft right here he could have went pro chose to come back why unfinished business and some areas of, of his game that he wants to clean up he pops up hard this season he's a first round pick you look at demarco hellums now some people may say demarco is more so second round but if marco really 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 pop then he may slide in there potentially possibly as a first rounder and then you look at brian branch and that's kind of the one that I want to highlight here for just a moment here. Brian Branch. Branch posted on Twitter today. Had a photo of himself on Twitter with the caption, this is the year for everybody that believed in me or who believed in me. Hashtag bag year. Hashtag roll tie. Now, you don't do hashtag bag year unless you feeling like you're going to be a first-round pick. Nobody does hashtag bag year to be a second-round pick. Why does hashtag bad gear to be a third-round pick or a mid-round pick or an undrafted free agent? Only time you throw up hashtag bad gear is if you know within yourself, buddy boy, I'm going to go first round. I'm getting that first round money. I bust around, so I'm getting that rap money. Uh, 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 you know, I'm getting first round money. And this is what Brian Branch is trying to uh, convey here. And he had a good season last year. Especially down the stretch. The last five games, Branch was tearing it up. The last five games, nobody could mess with that young man. And he ended the season with 55 tackles, five of those for loss, a sack, nine pass breakups, a team high. 
really played his best ball at six feet, 193 pounds. And then his structure, body-wise, he kind of fits the NFL mold today of a either really good free safety or really good slot nickel corner because of his playing style. Loves to tackle, loves to thump, loves to hit. Can come on blitzes, uh, can create interceptions, can bat the ball down. You go back and you watch the game against Cincinnati in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. Branch 14 was all over uh, the field at AT&T Stadium, Arlington, Texas. And then, uh, you know, coming from high school, Sandy Creek High School in Georgia, I think he left as the program's all-time leader for a career interception. So, you know, Branch is a big deal. And while I love Malachi more as much as the next guy, and then I really hope Malachi is back on his you know, freshman swagger from you know, two years ago when he had for three interceptions in the six-pass breakups. I'm really hoping that for Malachi. But, you know, this past season, you know, Branch kind of showed, hey, I, I can pop off a bit more. I can pop off a bit more, and I can pop off a bit more consistent. The thing with Branch is going to be, though, if he takes the last five games – of 2021, and he plays like that from start to finish this year, there's a good chance Branch can be a first-round pick. There's a good chance because freshman year, Branch in 2020, seven pass breakups, two interceptions, and a COVID year. But in 2021, he increased his tackles. He increased his tackles for loss. He increased his pass breakups. Didn't have an interception but was really good down the stretch. So if he takes those last five games of 2021 and he plays lights out the whole 2022 season, this coming fall right here, very possible to be a first-round pick. But when you look at these defensive backs, Eli Ricks, Jordan Battle, Branch, DeMarco Helms, Bama could have four guys taken in the first two rounds of next year's draft. Could have multiple first-round picks in that defensive secondary and really be like, yo, like, we Bama DBU over here. So after having one defensive back taken in the draft this past venue here with Jalen Armand Davis, just keep your eyes here on the DBs uh, this whole season here coming up in the fall. But as always, Bama Nation, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage of your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. Now, for your audio needs, check us out right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Friday continuing the conversation that is Bama football. Remember, Tide fans, you can purchase can do this. You can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. If you're trying to get the fresh edition, print edition of TDA the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member or a subscriber today. That link in the, in the description also. If you're trying to get your hands on the four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys at we own the fourth quarter.com, that link in the description too. But appreciate my guys, Alex Barth covering those Patriots and Chris Franklin covering those Eagles. Coming on 
giving us those updates on Mac Jones and Jalen Hurts. Appreciate you, the outstanding fans of Bama Football, the family, with all the donations, the love, the calls, the chats, the conversations. Appreciate you guys and my man John Ivory in the production studio doing his thing as he does. Three days a week. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate, value those husbands, children. You continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing, to not be bored. School almost out. Continue to hold strong. Finish strong there. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. And until Friday, you've been listening to In My Own Words.